Welcome to my video, which has the title The Bigger Gold Picture. You know, central banks holding the money production monopoly are powerful institutions. No doubt about that. In recent years, their power has grown even stronger, actually much stronger. Central banks have effectively brought credit markets under their full control. They no longer limit themselves to setting short-term interest rates, but also long-term interest rates, particularly in government and bank bond markets. The standard procedure to do this is by buying bonds. As a result, interest rates are no longer determined by free supply and free demand for credit. The truth is that central banks basically set the interest rate on bonds they deem politically expedient. What is more, central banks push interest rates to the lowest level possible. Why? Well, mainstream economics tells us that, to put it simply, the lower the interest rate is, the higher investment output and employment will be. Perhaps more importantly, governments prefer lower interest rates over higher interest rates. Because it makes borrowing cheaper, brings down interest rate expenditures within the budget, allowing more borrowing to keep deficit spending going. And central banks do what the government wants them to do. Do not think that central banks' formal political independence would prevent this from happening. When market interest rates are manipulated downwards, according to the preferences of government politicians and special interest groups who use them for their purposes, economic and social life is bound to get into serious trouble. For instance, artificially lowered interest rates encourage people to save less and consume more of their current income. That means people become less concerned about their future and place more and more value on the satisfaction of present needs relative to future needs. This has a negative impact on all areas of life. For example, the quality of education suffers, generational conflicts within families increase, divorce rates rise, etc. Artificially lowered interest rates entice entrepreneurs to invest in projects they would not invest in had the interest rate not been manipulated downwards and which are only profitable if and when the interest rate remains suppressed, artificially suppressed or is pushed down even further. In addition, people become increasingly indebted, making themselves dependent on, even addicted to, bank credit. Governments take advantage of artificially lowered interest rates to go on a borrowing spree to finance all sorts of expenses, raising politicians' salaries and pensions, buying voter support, subsidizing certain industries, waging war. Artificially lowered interest rates are perhaps the most effective tool for expanding the state. Last but not least, artificially lowered interest rates fuel the expansion of banking and the financial industry in general. It stimulates the demand for new credit. It increases the money supply in the economy, thereby driving up consumer goods and especially asset prices such as stock, bond, housing and real estate prices. It does not take much to understand that this is the recipe for big profits as far as banks, financial asset managers and financial service providers are concerned and that the banking and financial industry, which is of course influential in the political arena, is very vocal, arguing that central banks should keep increasing the quantity of money. 
In fact, when the central bank, in close cooperation with commercial bank, increases the credit supply, the inevitable consequence is an increase in the quantity of money in the economy. And a rise in the money supply will eventually cause goods prices to increase, or at least to increase more than in a situation in which the quantity of money would have remained unchanged. The artificial, uh, the artificial lowering of interest rates by central banks sets in motion an inflationary process, a process that debases the purchasing power of money over time. Here comes the latest news. The US Federal Reserve is about to change course. It plans to end its bond purchases in March 2022 and raise interest rates three or four times this year. Other central banks will most likely follow suit. The key question is now how will the economies and financial markets react to a monetary policy taking away the punch bowl? While some policy tightening this year is likely from today's point of view, it may well turn out much less pronounced than you may think, keeping inflation-adjusted interest rates well in negative territory. The reason is the debt problem. Given the debt burden of the global economy, especially in the advanced economies, I find it very unlikely that interest rates will rise sharply or return into positive territory in real, that is, in inflation-adjusted terms, anytime soon. For instance, the data provided by the International Institute of Finance shows that total global debt was around 300 trillion US dollars in the third quarter of 2021, amounting to around 350% of global gross domestic product. Higher borrowing costs in real terms would be painful for all the debtors, running the risk of crashing the credit pyramid. If I'm right, when it comes to the debt problem, central banks are likely to allow for goods price inflation to remain elevated for an extended period of time. Keeping the economies going will enjoy policy priority over preserving the purchasing power of money. In other words, inflation will be considered, will be considered the policy of the least evil. While stock and property markets may experience some correction in the short term in the form of, say, a lowering of prices and or valuation levels, persistently negative real interest rates should keep the long-term upward trend in asset prices intact. Elevated consumer goods price inflation accompanied by sustained asset price inflation will increasingly erode the purchasing power of official currencies. In other words, Escaping the loss of the purchasing power of money will remain a key challenge for savers and investors going forward. The, the widely held expectation that central banks' tightening of monetary policy this year is likely to keep a lid on the prices of precious metals, gold and silver in particular, for now. However, as I said, at the end of the day, central banks will very likely prioritize the goal of keeping the economies going over bringing down inflation. It is against this backdrop that I recommend you to hold at least a portion of your liquid means in physical gold and silver. I do not have a crystal ball that tells me what will happen in the future, but I firmly believe that physical gold and silver will serve the long-term oriented or investor well in times like this, just as gold has served its owners well for thousands of years. In other words, when it comes to money, don't trust central banks. Trust in gold. Thank you very much for your attention. If you enjoyed the video, please like, share, subscribe and ring the bell.